Have a listen to this absolutely mad tune that I made a while ago. I like goals, I do so much fucking coke with the blood run out my nose And I was told that heaven was my home But I have woken up, I see we're all alone Hello God, would it just severed my throat? Would you put me back together before I'm forever broke? Would have been under the weather and they're calling you a joke You said we'd be together but still you never show Look, you want respect, but all I want is sex And if you have it with me, then you probably get infected With a disease that you're never ever gonna get rid of Comparatively, I'm a split and a miracle you said out of me, but I really don't feel it though You say your power is beyond the physical But I hear voices here teaching me rituals And they sound sincere with their intentions, yo Take that knife, take shove it in your wife Cause I put a baby in the belly that's a parasite And if you let it be born, it will be the antichrist I feel him like a thorn and he's screaming in my mind I am lost so I will lead the blind Don't you know that everybody has some evil inside And my love, we need a sacrifice To offer to the beast To open up our eyes Oh my love Oh, oh Na 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 Hey, hey My I am known as the dark soul My heart's cold And I'm reaching out my hand In the hope that you will hold it Cause I'm feeling lost My whole life I've been alone But recently I met a dark figure on the road Who said I'll give you power that will pour into your soul And you will never more feel lonely And you'll always have control But you said not to take it that's what I was told But you weren't there for me when I needed you the most Well it never ends in all the evidences Back at home where I keep a set of severed heads So I can do a ritual where I can resurrect the dead And build an army with me standing at his head I will let you join if you're just willing to be led And we will take the throne as glory and blood is shed We will scream out revolution till the streets are red We will kill all dissidents who do not pay us their respects We will set the law so finally they all obey And get down on their knees and call us God and start to fucking pray We will take the world through evil rituals of hate Human sacrifice on the day we celebrate So tell them, mate, close that door on yesterday And follow me into the game and I promise you, you will be saved Cause all that's waiting for you is the lonely grave Will you die a free man or remain a slave? Oh, oh, na 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 Hey, hey, my baby Hey, 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 oh, we're alone Oh, oh, na 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 Hey, hey, my so I will do it on my own They said I'm gonna leave But they told me that I'll never know when They told me God is the devil The world is his way to play
black soul, the nihilistic tyrant, the resentful psychopath with power fantasies. I remembered that this was a very Jungian song when I made it, because I did this thing that Jung said, where you sit down and you read your dreams. And what happens when you read your dreams is you get like, it's almost like a TV series appears. These, you know, hundreds of these flashes, these little shots from all these episodes of this giant TV series. And Jung says you look at it almost like a TV series and you try to pick out unified characters, characters that are sort of similar. Now, they don't appear coherent. It's not like you'll have some bloke called Joe and he'll keep on showing up throughout a lot of them. But you'll get characters that will vaguely feel like they're related. You know, it's like you're looking at a fifth dimensional object through various forms that it appears. So I looked through all my dreams, like Jung said, and I kept on seeing this sort of dark figure show up. I saw many other things, but one of them was this sort of sinister figure of the urban city. And I consolidated him, I extracted him out and made him into a character. And I, I, he had these big black eyes, remember that? It was these big empty black eyes. And he was very vibrant, psychologically vibrant. Jung called this numinous. When I looked at it, I was sort of like bewitched. I was like, holy shit, what the fuck is that? Basically summoning a demon, you know, you got to be careful with this type of stuff. So stay, with, stay straight with the Lord. Jesus, please keep me safe. Keep my spirit safe from the nonsense I do be, do be reading. Sorry about reading all that Nietzsche. Holy shit, when I go up to the gates of heaven and Peter says to me, what the fuck were you doing, man? Please. Jesus, come out, run out from the back of heaven and be like, he was just an idiot. He's just a fucking boyo. He thought he was class. Just let him in, please. Don't send him down to the demons that he was summoning. My God. So I was cross-analyzing all these dreams and this, this black soul character would show up and he had this numinous power. You look at a video that I talked about called Makina. It's the same thing. I kept on seeing this Makina character. I was like, holy shit. And then it began to manifest as this representation of, of I don't know, some type of supernatural force. Mr. Meme Analysis began to speak about the digital anima and this concept appearing to him. It was like, what the fuck is going on here? How come all this stuff is appearing in this way? What is happening? Is this character becoming manifest? So the black soul was very similar. And Jung would say that the way that you claim conquest over these denizens of the unconscious, over these dream forces, the way you overcome them is that you manifest them as art. It is the true artistic story. You have these visions inside of your head and you pull them out. You know, you're haunted by these demons inside your head, these forces that are warring inside of yourself, and you pull them out and you transform them into visceral visual arts. And then you put them in the context of a super meta artistic story and then you defeat them. Then you conquer them. Think of what John Milton was doing with Paradise Lost, manifesting Lucifer and then putting him in within the context of a super story where Lucifer has his contacts in this place. Dante, when he was manifesting the Inferno, was doing the same thing. He was trying to overcome the shadow inside of himself. Something deep inside of himself and I think this black soul was sort of a similar experience for me I was manifesting something and pulling it out and trying to make sense of it and when I made this song it was my attempt to do this you know I was sort of saying right I'm gonna this is a weird figure I'd look through my little scribble books and I'd always see the big black eyes and be like what the fuck is it? This, this this dude's a freak like what's going on here so one day I sat down and said I'll make a, I'll make a tune about it I'll make a banger I'll try um let it out of me that way and I remember, remember even making this song that it just, it just exploded out. It just flowed out. It was one of those ones that just happened in basically, you know, two hours. I had the whole song made and I had to maybe do a little bit of production to get it sorted out. And it was so strange because it was like something was speaking through me. I've had this experience many times with songs. Many artists would even talk about this, that, you know, you're making something and all of a sudden this just, it's almost like a, a light switches on in your head and then it just shines out of you. Like an emotion just speaking in this pure supernatural way. And then, of course, this song comes out and I'm like looking at it being like, that is just so fucked up. Like, what is going on here? What is, what is happening? 
this song brought me back to an older part of myself. I can think of the part of myself when I was like 18, 19. Because at that age, you want grand crusades. You want big ideas. You want to believe in the heavens and the horizons. You want to believe that you're on this world um, historical path. You want to believe that you're a part of a great destiny. You want, to, you want to believe that you're fighting for something great. Especially if you're creative like me, you feel that you're always searching for something revolutionary. Jordan Peterson called this out of me in a major way. His shtick was, of course, that like, right, your room's not even clean. How do you think you're going to sort out the world? He was in the universities and he, you know, he was finding all these kids who were very much like me who were talking about, I want to overthrow the system. I want to transform the system. I don't want to revolutionize the system. And my mindset was actually very similar to what Russell Brand was talking about back then. Russell Brand was putting out this um, idea, this very sort of standard liberal perspective where he was saying that, uh, you know, the old conservative hierarchies of Europe, the old oppressive financial um, rulers, the, the the big pharma and all this, this is actually the old left-wing position because this is what I was. This is what Russell Brand was. I thought very much like him, like a, a libertine type character, you know. They, they're holding us down and we need to be free to have sex. We need to be free to, to do whatever we want. We need to be free to take whatever drugs we want to expand our consciousness. Love is what dominates us all. We'll all... Um, explode in a catharsis of love when we shear out these old patriarchal forms, these old conservative forms, these old traditional forms, like things like the church and whatnot, these old hierarchical forms. And I very much bought into all this stuff. You know, I went through the education system. I was read on all this. You go into college and you take MDMA and you take LSD and they, you know, you get blasted into the 1960s consciousness of free love and take the drugs and radical equality and radical love. And this is going to transform your mind. It's going to transform your values. You're going to see things a different way. And what's interesting is that I would interact with characters like Nietzsche, but I'd never interpret him the way that he actually is presenting himself. Instead, I'd see him as this sort of Nietzschean individualist. You know, he's sort of saying you should break free from all restrictions and become the transhuman Superman who is free to take as much drugs as he wants and have sex as liberally as he possibly can and to defeat the old church because Christianity is representative of the old church. Like, yeah, I believe all those things because this is the worldview that I'm looking at that I would like to see things through. Um, you know, Nietzsche as a defeat of the old conservative backwards thinking as we blast forward into the progressive future of free love, free sex, free drugs, pleasure, overcoming the past, overcoming ignorance, all these type of things. Terence McKenna I listened to an awful lot back then. And um, he was, you know, the supplement, the, the voice inside of the LSD trip that you get, you become in contact with. And this is transformative in the way you see the world but what's interesting is that as I said your my masculinity would still be there I'd still have an awful lot of testosterone being a young dude and the, these two forces were sort of at war because the worldview the liberal worldview that I was holding is very fucking soy you know it's very it's, it's full of pussy shit I became vegan being in it long enough and of course that eventually begins to subvert my masculinity the way that I orientate and operate myself is pathetic in many ways I'm, I'm you know it, it trains you for simp simpology and cuckoldry and that's what it was doing to me and so I made like some egregious mistakes like turning vegan and whatnot and you can destroy your vitality but when you're young enough you still have an awful lot of that vitality and what's interesting is you bend that revolutionary aggressive fighting vitality towards these big crusades and big ideas that you want to get and um, you have all the same drama and struggle as a young man you don't have any status you want to find your way in the world you're, you're aggressive you want to fight against the world you want to transform something and so I would look at like characters like Tyler Durden from Fight Club and I would see in them this vision of this sort of 
total anarchist, this anarcho-revolutionary um, who takes on the power structure, you know, takes on the, the sets of project mayhem, full of testosterone, full of vitality, but he's sort of challenging the, 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 the conservative, patriarchal, standardized paradigm, and he's breaking that all down and setting everybody free and releasing anarchy upon the world. And I would bond with that energy and I'd find that captivating and I'd see, I'd see that inside myself. And so when I was younger, you know, I was um, always looking for something like that. When I came across veganism, I was like, this is interesting. It's like a crusade. It's a big, it's a big goal that I can chase after. I can go and change my diet and prove that we can, you know, we can overcome am- animal farming and change all the habits of the, the Western people and change and re- reawaken consciousness and have this big historical moment where we change something massive. And so I, I might get sucked up inside of this and whatnot. And it took me a long time to really psychoanalyze this and understand the, the, the twistedness inside my thinking. Again, Jordan Peterson was a great help because Jordan Peterson comes along and he calls this out. He sort of points out that, you know, this is, this, these are beautiful ideas that you're deluding yourself with. This is this revolutionary energy inside of yourself, but you're not taking enough responsibility in order to ground that. It's almost like a shadow work problem. You know, you're allowing your revolutionary crusading consciousness to carry you forward, but you're a fucking wimp. You're useless. You're a piece of shit. You're not good enough. Now, he wouldn't say that but he was pointing this out basically that your your room is dirty you're pathetic you cannot speak you cannot write you're not creative you've never achieved anything you've never built anything you're just a resentful little coward who has power fantasies and you're telling yourself that it's all about veganism and all this type of stuff but the thing is is that if you got into power you would quickly pull off your mask and reveal that you're actually like the communists underneath it you're just like those Bolsheviks who were all about equality till they got power and then the psychopathic revolutionary energy comes out of it and I think something in me knew that this that I had that tension inside of myself. I was like a young guy who wanted status. I had pains in my, my life. I had resentments. I had resentments towards my parents, resentments towards my society. I was jaded. I was feeling that type of energy. And that energy sat inside me like, you know, it was the black metal energy. And in this song, a sort of fragment of it burst out. It showed me um, itself in its purest form, that sort of psychopathic resentment and desire to overcome life and desire to seize power for nothing more than naked power's sake, just to be powerful and enact that power upon people, seize the world, revolutionize the world and express it in its authentic way. It was almost like an honest expression of the power instinct. Like, what's what's your goal here? Is it to change the world, make everybody vegan? It's like, you don't care about that. Your desire is to get to the very, very top and express your power and express your cruelty upon the world. You know, it was the sort of psychopathic will to power that we're talking about. Now, this opened my eyes to how man can lie to himself, how man has many forces living inside himself, many demons, many shadows. And we are very capable of going on these great crusades, talking about saving the animals. But when we seize power, this demon will come out and show its face. It will take us over and actually express itself. Again, just like those Bolsheviks, they go and they talk about equality. Maybe they were conscious of what they're doing. Maybe they weren't. Maybe they're going up and they genuinely believe their bullshit. But when they got into power, they were like, well, you know, all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. Get in the fucking gulag. Let, let me skin you alive outside in the, in the village or something like this. And I, I saw this inside of myself. I saw this psychopathy, this danger, this darkness, this evil, this force of resentful madness, this force of um, the, the, the force inside of me that would be able to be corrupted by power, that would love power, love power to express my hate. And believe me, I was full of hate, full of the most petulant and childish hate that you could imagine. I was mad at my mum and my dad. I was mad at not being good enough. I was mad at the world, uh, an endless revolutionary, throwing tantrums, mad at God for the crime as being as Mr. Mr. Peterson talked about. 
And I wanted to avoid that pain. I wanted to avoid that hate. I wanted to avoid the psychopathy that lives inside of myself. And instead, I wished to lie to myself. I wished to wear this beautiful mask that I would present to myself and say, I am an angel. I am someone fighting for the good cause. I am a, I am a s- oppressed, misunderstood social outcast, a misunderstood genius, a misunderstood, re- misunderstood revolutionary, someone who sees the future. I am the future. And what I need to do is I need to fight. I need to take that pain inside of myself and externalize it and go and try to find some some great cause that I can project it upon. The meat eaters, something like this, you know. I can find something that I can project that pain upon and I can try transform the world to match my internal state. I can try to revolutionize the world before I revolutionize myself. Instead of confronting this pain, this is what I'm going to do. Now, when I discover this chaos inside of myself, this darkness, this hate, this spite. I sit my white ass down and I listen. I listen to it and I listen to Jordan Peterson and he tells me I must master that inside of myself and I apply things like Jungian therapy and I go on a hero's journey. I go on a self-improvement endeavor. I work on my creativity. I work to externalize this stuff and I conquer these struggles inside of myself. I become a man. I mature. I grow up. I become responsible. I overcome the pettiness of my my angst and my resentment towards things like my parents and things like my world. I become a life affirmer. I become a true Nietzschean. I actually embrace the world as it, as it is. I embrace the struggle. I embrace the fight. I embrace, embrace the, the harshness in order to transform my situation. I become more mature. I grow the fuck up. And I go in this endeavor to do this stuff. Now, what I begin to realize is that there's many people out there who don't overcome this chaos. And this chaos is this force that lives all among society at the moment. There's an awful lot of this stuff there. I've spoke to you about The Last Man. I've painted this picture for you that The Last Man, as Nietzsche said, is this complacent character. He is the lazy character, the Netflix playing character, the the Netflix playing, the Netflix watching character playing video games, eating McDonald's, that type of character, The, the character who's falling. The type of character that we complain, we're sort of saying, oh, the state of these people, these people are destroying our world and all this. And this is very true. They're like the dead weight that is dragging down the potential of mankind. You have all the self-improvers, the people who are trying to build themselves, become juicy and jacked, become handsome, become articulate, become well-spoken. They're trying to ascend and lift up the potential of mankind to become more excellent and more beautiful, to achieve cultural achievements that have never been seen before, to lift the, 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 the majesty of the human body to heights that we have never seen in all of nature up to this point but these last men are the complacent trying to pull that energy down but the last man has many sides to himself i also spoke about his resentful side the despite that i spoke about i talked about how that resentment lives inside these last men even though these last men are sitting in their laziness and their comfort seeking happiness they're actually an awful lot more depressed they're an awful lot more inflamed because they're full of polyunsaturated fats and seed oils because they're an awful lot more down about their luck so they're sitting there being bitter they're being jaded they're being mad now it goes even further than this because among the last men, these there's many of them might be petty and, and silly and stupid and, and ignorant and close-minded. You know, their metabolism shuts down from all the polyunsaturated fats, so they have this narrow view of things. They see everything in the frame of, like, Marvel comics, and that's how they conceptualize the world. But there are people among them who are savvy. There are people among them who are smart. There are people out there who have power inside their minds, who have vitality inside their minds in some ways. You could say a psychological vitality at the very least. And they have ambition. And they really want to fight for what they're going for and they can achieve levels of success. 
Now, these people are incredibly dangerous because these people are full of hate and full of resentment and oftentimes hate against life itself. They're, they're deniers of life, like in, eternal pessimists. You could think of someone like me, like I'm quite intelligent. Now imagine if I kept on following that vegan thing and became president of Earth and then imposed upon all of society veganism. I was like, all right, all of you, all of you will eat, we will ki we'll kick out meat and we'll eat the animals together. And it's like, well, I don't know the science is saying. It's like, I don't care. I'm here to impose my power upon you. It's the same with the Bolsheviks. These people were very savvy, very intelligent. They might have been possessed by this type of resentment. You don't know. They might have been naive, unconscious operators. Perhaps they were evil conscious operators. It is possible too. But nonetheless, they were going for the jugular. They were going for power and they were savvy and and, and clever enough to achieve this. And this is the spirit of the last man in, in many ways. There's, this is the spirit of what Nietzsche called slave morality. Masters tend to be a little bit naive and unconscious. They're natural expressions of power. They're like animals, you know? They're not the, they don't need to think because nature favors them and they can trust their instincts an awful lot. They've got this sort of natural intelligence to them. Whereas the slave is different. The slave is petty. The slave has been, the slave has sat there and lost and sat there in failure and sat there in struggle and he had to analyze himself. He had to become conscious of what he is. He had to sit there and deal with his pain and come up with a conception for himself about the meaning of his pain. He has to become savvy. He has to think about alternative and long-term ways of achieving his goals. The slave becomes clever. The slave becomes patient. The slave becomes and um, develops long-term thinking. And these are all great attributes. There's nothing wrong with these things. You know, this is where these, these type of forces, you can see the dynamism among them. The slave is able to sit there as a slave for you know maybe a couple of generations and wait for their vengeance later down the line and plan for it long term the slave does not forget the slave holds on to a grudge the slave is envy and envious and resentful the slave waits the slave wants to see the slave is more cruel because the slave will sit there for three generations and wait for vengeance at the end of it and then when that vengeance comes they will express brutality that is almost inconceivable to someone like the masters because they are so bitter and they're so spiteful. The Bolsheviks had this in them. You can see in the way that they acted. There was sort of, you know, they, they were looking perhaps about transforming the nature of society, but the second they got it, they expressed this sort of savvy, spiteful cruelty. This really, really dark energy came out of them. They, as I said, they like murdered people en masse, but they didn't just do it when it was just blunt murder. It was, it was sort of torturous. Like they were interested in hurt. They were interested in pain. They were interested in humiliation. They wanted to, they, they were crooked. There was something vile about what they were doing. They wanted to, to see pain. You know, they, they were getting vengeance. That's really what was happening. Now you have to understand that these types of characters are also very good at, at putting on the right face. So when they, they understand the sort of modern game very well, they move through the last man world and they understand the naivety and the stupidity of the last man. And so they'll go up there and they'll talk about the beautiful ideas. Really, they'll be harvesting this resentment behind themselves, but they'll often announce themselves as the good people representing the beautiful ideas going on these type of things. Not talking about their vengeance, of course, because that would be too upfront. That would be too crude. And that's not the way that you achieve these type of goals. Instead, you present this beautiful face and then you achieve these goals in private in secret and you enact this cruelty in ways that people cannot stop now this dynamic is very eye-opening for what you're seeing going on in the world around so what we're going to do to bring all this together is to look at a Nietzsche quote so understand that I'm talking about me as the 
last man, my, my last man, resentful, complacent last man, that spirit lives inside of me. That was inside of me. And that's a representation of, a, of, of the character of our age. And combined with this then is the sort of savvy people who would take perhaps advantage of these type of characters to construct a very interesting world. You could even have a regime put into place that was evil and dangerous and bad, such as the communist regime, by uh, a conspiracy, uh, an alliance between these two forces, the complacent last man who demands equality and the crooked liars, the evil priests, the savvy priests who would take their position and enact this type of stuff. And they could all be possessed by resentment and hate, by complacency and malevolence and commit atrocities and brutality and destroy things of greatness. And this is not even just to talk about all the pain and suffering that they could cause, but also the, the degradation of culture, you know, the, they swoop in, they take down all the glorious old culture that, that used to be in Russia and they annihilate it. In France, you know, they pull down all the things that represented the royalty and of course this was much of the high culture that got pulled down as well when Christianity took over Rome they went around destroying all the Greco-Roman statues they annihilated all that culture and broke it because they hated it they went and they, they destroyed all the books they went and burned all the books that's kind of based if you ask me you know that's, that's sort of like alright getting rid of the book cope enough of this enough of this nonsense let's get rid of this stuff maybe that was alright maybe we'll let them away with that one but you can see the spirit that's going inside of them now we have to understand that this me me appearing in my life as this sort of libtard that I was this is um this is this is something that Nietzsche was talking about as always a hundred years before it happened you know 150 years before it happened Nietzsche was basically saying Steph is going to be a libtard and I said to that you were an incel Nietzsche tough luck I hate that well look at least I've got a girlfriend Lisa you know at least I know at least I know the warm touch of a woman Nietzsche you mad call me libtard at least at least I'm not an incel at least at least I'm not I'm least, least not a loser stuck in a cage he's stuck in a cave some dude uh, commented on YouTube and he said uh, you can't be so mean to, to Nietzsche he came in and he was like what the hell are you doing like why are you calling Nietzsche an incel like what, what, what is going on stop doing this it's like I can do whatever I want what is Nietzsche going to do is Nietzsche going to come and get me is that what it is he's blind blind from all the cope what is reading all his books all day do you think he can fight he just sat around he just walked around the mountains reading books I don't think he could throw a punch half blind you know walking around there like oh Steph stop stop calling me it's like you're the untermensch Nietzsche and then I just run behind him and he just starts swinging he's like leave me <laughs> he just starts chasing after me swinging I just keep on running behind him tipping him on the shoulder being like slave morality last man untermensch keep mogging on him and flexing I'd run and get a low Simone and I'd just keep on sending him snapchats and me with Lou Simone me being like oh she's such a babe look at, look at this girl imagine what she, imagine what I do to her when you're not looking when you can't see and he's like I can't see anyway it's like stop saying I'm blind you know this type of stuff so <laughs> this is what's going on with Nietzsche oh I hate to have syphilis Nietzsche <laughs> I'd hate to have syphilis I'd hate to be an incel who got syphilis that's a bummer isn't it never had sex but you got syphilis that's an absolute bummer how did that happen to you that sucks man loser <laughs> alright serious face we're trying to be serious people here talking about the, the nature of the world all this type of thing right so Nietzsche's a quote in Beyond Good and Evil that that just is astounding in the clarity of the picture that it paints as always like a hundred years before any of this stuff came to pass Nietzsche just puts down such an amazing amazing description for an insult he just puts such an amazing description and he's talking here about this trend this 
process, this transformation of mankind into cattle. Liberalism is the transformation of mankind into cattle. The transformation of man into, you know, the little, the little, uh, you know, Steph, the little resentful little libtard, angry at his mum and dad, talking about becoming a vegan. Like, how did I become like that? Like, how did that happen? That's not, you know, there was the Irish nationalists who fought against the greatest empire that has ever existed. And they went around and they were like, you know, warriors of the purest sense. Now, that was what the Irishman used to be. How did, how did I appear as this sort of podman, this bugman, like champion and not eating butter and meat and not drinking milk anymore? Like, what is going on? How was that? How, How did this stuff happen? How did I become this? And the reason why this happened is because we're living through a great superordinate trend. We're living through a great procedure. We're living through a historical moment. And Nietzsche and Jung and all of these smart people would say, you've you've got to learn to understand historical context. You have to learn to see the big picture. Because if you don't, you get lost up in all the nitty-gritty details. You run around, you complain, and all these type of things. Like, many of the things we'll even talk about in this will be become familiar to people because people talk about this stuff like globalism and to be a globalist and all this type of stuff and they complain about demographic change and all these type of things but there's also a problem where an awful lot of this stuff is a part of a superordinate historical process that is transforming in a large large scale that's decades older than we are over centuries you know centuries in the making so how do we understand this is by seeing it clearly first now From Beyond Good and Evil, number 242, Nietzsche goes on to say, Whether we call it civilization, or humanizing, or progress, which now distinguishes the European, whether we call it simply, without praise or blame, by the formula, the democratic movement in Europe, behind all the moral and political foregrounds pointed to by such formulas, an immense physiological process is going on, which is ever extending the process of the assimilation of Europeans. Their increasing detachment from the conditions under which, climactically and hereditarily, united races originate. Their increasing independence of every definitive milieu that for centuries would fain inscribe itself with equal demands on soul and body. That is to say, the slow emergence of an essentially supernational and nomadic species of man, who possesses, physiologically speaking, a maxim of the art and power of adaption as his typical distinction. The process of the evolving European, which can be retarded in its tempo by great relapses, but will perhaps just gain and grow thereby in vehemence and depth. The still raging storm and stress of national sentiment pertains to it, and also the anarchism which is appearing at present. This process will probably arrive at results on which its naive propagators and panderists, the apostles of modern ideas, would least care to reckon. The same new conditions under which, on average, a levelling and mediocritization of man will take place. A useful, industrious, variously serviceable and clever gregarious man are in the highest degree suitable to give rise to exceptional men of the most dangerous and attractive qualities. For while the capacity for adaption, which is every day trying to change trying changing conditions, which is every day trying changing conditions, and begins a new work with every generation, almost with every decade, makes the powerfulness of this type impossible. While the collective impression of such future Europeans will probably be that of numerous, talkative, weak-willed and very handy workmen who require a master, a commander, as they require their daily bread, while therefore 
the democratization of Europe will tend to the production of a type prepared for slavery. In the most subtle sense of the term, the strong man will necessarily, in individual and in exceptional cases, become stronger and richer than he has perhaps ever been before, owing to the unprejudiced of his schooling, owing to the immense variety of practice, art and disguise. I mean to say that the democratization of Europe is at the same time an involuntary arrangement for the production of tyrants, taking the word in all its meanings, even in, even in its most spiritual sense. So yeah, like, come on, Nietzsche, that's hardly a zinger, you know, hardly a one-liner, Nietzsche. Hardly can fit that into a rap song, Nietzsche. Hardly can fit that into a quote page. I can't share that around Facebook, can I, Nietzsche? What are you doing, Nietzsche? Something more catchy here, bro. I'm like, like his agent in Hollywood. Come on, Nietzsche, we need, we need to stir the people up. Like, what, what are you banging on about? But there's, there's a lot in here that is mind-blowing. Again, because he calls this stuff so early, okay? So he's speaking about the democratization of Europe. Now, let's translate Europe into the West and understand the West as the dominant culture in the world. And what we see in the West is obviously the, the liberal democratic paradigm. And this is the arrival of the equalization, equalize, equalizing of man. And a lot of people complain about this ideologically. They're sort of like, oh, like nowadays, a lot of people are waking up to like, all right, is democracy really perfect? Is equality really this high ideal that we should celebrate all the time? Should there be something else behind of it? All this type of stuff. But the thing is, is that this is more than simply ideological. We, we can't, almost can't think our way out of this because this is a process that is happening in the world, physiological process, as Nietzsche spoke about. And this is actually tied to the concept of globalization. Okay, so as we industrialize, we gain technological power, which is leading to us to globalize, leading to us to become able to do things we weren't able to do before. Our tra the transformations of time and space are becoming incredible. And this is allowing us to become nomadic. And so in the West, what you see now is the transformation of people into travelers. You know, we went from this era where everybody would have to settle and sort of accept their lot. In Europe, in Ireland, you know, you'd settle down, you'd grow up in a village, you might visit the capital city Dublin a couple of times, maybe the local town, you'd go there the odd time and play a bit of football with them or something like that. But you wouldn't really travel that much at all. You'd be in your parish, in your village, and that would be that. And you'd be very stuck in your locale, and you'd be very native to that place, and things would not change very much. And we even look at the genetics of Europe, like, and Ireland and England and the people that have lived in the land have lived there for a long time, thousands of years at this point, because things just didn't really change. People just didn't really move around that much. Now, if you were going to move, you would have probably have joined an army or there would have been some serious uprising that you would have had to flee or something like this, or you might have went into a pilgrimage to Rome or something like that. But other than these very dramatic instances, you just didn't really move that much. Whereas nowadays, that's so much different. You grew up in a village in Ireland, you grew up in the, the, you know, the redneck states of America, you grew up in Europe somewhere, you're going to grow up, you're going to get raised, then you might even go to school to the next village, you know, the next town or the bigger town, you might get a bus all the way there. That alone is, you know, that maybe would have took you an entire day and you would have done that once a month to go into the big town or once a week or something like this. Instead, now this all happens daily. And then when you come out of that, you go to college in the big city and you travel all the way down there and you might travel up and back every week or something like this. That's just like so strange. That would have happened once a year maybe or a couple of times a year. Now you're doing it weekly. And then on top of that, you graduate from college and you might get a job in another country and you go all the way over to another country. It's like, whoa, what is going on here? And you interact with all the people over there. 
And then beyond that, you might even decide to become a digital nomad travel coper. You know, when you go around, you go to Bali, you go to Thailand, you go to Australia, you go to Dubai, you go to Miami, you go to LA, LA, what? You go to New York, you go to um, Brazil, you go to all across Europe, you go to Italy, Spain, France, all that type of stuff. And you, you, you can just travel everywhere if you want. You can just, just keep on bouncing to all these countries and showing up as a tourist and popping in and popping out and popping in and popping out. And what you'll experience in many of these countries is this, this huge churn of, of travelers of nomads, of people wandering around. And the thing is, is that you can do this. You can be in a new city every every day of the week if you really wanted to, or at the very least every week. If you, if you want to, you can do that stuff. You can travel, you can explore, you can see so much. And this is not normal. And this leads to an awful lot of crazy things because obviously when you're going to other places, you're going to integrate and blend with the culture. People are going to become more open. People are going to, you know, you're going to start, you know, you're going to start having sex with people. Like, that's going to happen. People tend to do this. Nietzsche didn't, I know. I don't know, it was like fair play to him, you know, nice and conservative. It's like, I'll have no sex. I'll be a, t a total celibate incel. Like, fair play to you. But people are going to start doing this. They're going to go to Italy. They might get a, an Italian wife or something like this, or they go to, to you know, Sweden and they might find a, a, a Swedish or a Danish husband or something like that. Some Brazilian goes up there or the same, like these type of things, like things are going to change. Things are going to transform. Some guys go out east to get an Asian girlfriend. And the, the, the sort of transformation of man is 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 now permanent in the genetics because we're intermixing we're blending together we're, we're becoming different because of this type of stuff and even among europe europe's consciousness is changing even among america the the everybody's like morphing and shifting and interacting and changing and everything's massively transforming and this is this is evolving us. We're changing as a consequence of this. And for the for better or worse, it's happening, you know? And there's many sides of it that are worse and many sides of it that could be better. And the thing is, is that it's, it's almost inevitable in some sense. We are globalizing. Technology gives us the power to globalize. Like, what are we going to do? Get rid of airplanes. Like, it's just not going to... Well, I don't know. Maybe there's certain people, certain organizations that might want us to get rid of airplanes. But it's, it's, not, it's unlikely to, to go away. It seems like it's here to stay on some level. Technology is technology. It is what it is. It's got that power. I, it's hard to see how this would transform. It's hard to see how this would change. And so we must begin to understand what this means. Now, this, again, this is so fascinating, fascinating, like the old Russell Brand liberal perspective. When I was hanging out with the anarchists, they always brought up this idea of homogenization as this very, very bad thing. They complain about people becoming homogenized. What does homogenization mean, Steph? Well, it means about like making everything simple. So in Ireland, you have this individual culture. If you live in Ireland for a thousand years, you know, if you live in the village and you stay in that village and that's your home and you're not really going to move very far from that and you have a local church, you're going to try to beautify that church, make it the best thing you possibly can. You can have very idiosyncratic accents. You can have very idiosyncratic language. You're going to sound a certain way, act a certain way. You're going to make this, this very specific music to where you're from. Ireland would, would have in and of itself all its own unique music and all this type of stuff. Same with England, same with France, you know, same with Germany, all these type of things. Um, now, what happens when we globalize is that w when we lift people out of these, these settled positions, when people are no longer restricted to where they are, they don't invest in individuating in their specific space. They're not going to beautify that local church. They're not going to really develop the idiosyncratic 
idiosyncrasies of interacting with the people around them. They're not going to stay in their little town and develop a culture. That's not just not going to happen. So what's happening is they're going to lift up and they're going to start to travel. And they're they're not really going to culture. They're not really going to create anything, you know. They're going to just sort of float around like a leaf in the wind and not become idiosyncratic and, and sort of join a, a broader, more simplistic culture, a universalist culture, the globalized culture, the nomadic wanderer culture, this type of thing. And this leads to scary issues because it actually destroys local culture. It annihilates the the presence of localism. Ireland, for example, is no longer what it used to be. I think I was speaking in another video how if you go to Brazil now, all the Brazilians listen to Brazilian music. They listen to natural Brazilian music in Portuguese that is made by their people. Um, in Ireland, we used to be like that. We used to listen to Irish music because it was very hard to access any other type of music. When Ireland had its nationalist rev revolution, one of the driving factors of it was the power of the songs, the power of the culture that was created. And that couldn't have been created in any other context than when it was because there was no radio to start sharing things. Instead, you just went down to the pub and they'd play the tunes and guys would like drum that stuff up and there was like books that were getting... But that's, that's what it was. But nowadays, we don't have that anymore because it's it's there it's it's chugging along which is fantastic the way tradition should they just stay they stay there like a spinal cord but at the same time it's it's a little bit dominated by american culture because american culture is like the global culture it's the global hegemon it's the powerful super culture that is all over everywhere now there's some problems with american culture there's some problems with this culture becoming the spread all over the world because it's homogenized. It's the it's the the simplistic culture that everybody experiences in the Red Hot Chili Pepper song Californication. This is this is what they're talking about. You know, this is what Anthony Kiedis is banging on about. He's saying that you go over to Thailand and there's a fucking McDonald's, and you're like, what the fuck is there a McDonald's here? You go over to Vietnam and just like there's a McDonald's. You go over to Japan, it's like fucking McDonald's. McDonald's everywhere. You you go over to Ireland, it's like oh I want to see something Irish, and you, they bring you in and there's like McDonald's with 100% Irish beef. You're like fuck is going on like this is so strange why is everybody like eating mcdonald's you go to ireland and you say i want to i want to get experience local irish music where's some local irish people and you go hang out with them and they're listening to american rap they're listening to biggie smalls you know you go to you go all across the world and there's this super ordinance of of american culture i remember i was out in ukraine at one point and I was wandering around. I kept on hearing hip-hop everywhere. And I was like, what the fuck? These are all like Slavs. Why are they listening to American hip-hop? I thought this was like the other part of the world or something. Like, what's going on here? There was all all these, like... Uh, you walk through these major cities nowadays and they all, they all seem very similar. You go in and there's going to be lots of... Uh, Asian Japanese restaurants, lots of sushi restaurants. There's going to be then the the you know the idiosyncratic Italian restaurants. There's going to be the the Indian restaurants. Like that's sort of what you're going to see. The music is all going to be the same. The pop the pop music would be oscillating around. It's homogenized culture. There's nothing idiosyncratic. There's nothing unique. Or it's very difficult to give that stuff the roots that are necessary for it to flourish. So instead, this sort of super national culture is starting to form the homogenized culture globalization is pushing us towards this and so what happens is when you see european people when you see westerners becoming nomadic and flying all around the swede goes down to spain and the spanish go over to america and the american comes over to france and they go up to london and they go down to ukraine and they go to wherever and then they might even bounce over to asia to go to russia or whatever it is when they're all bouncing around there the thing that they can all relate to is this homogenized culture and the, the danger of this is of course it pushes people towards that last man energy the mcdonald's man 
The guy sitting down there being eating McDonald's, being closed minded and ignorant, blathering on about, you know, happy things, but not really having anything dynamic to him. He's hardly going to create a cathedral anytime soon, this type of thing. And we're transforming into that. And the pressures of our lives are pushing us towards that. Like it's a very difficult thing. To, to avoid this type of stuff because even if you're upset about it even if you're upset about the fact that Irish culture is getting eroded or French culture is getting eroded it's like you, in order to stop that you'd have to somehow overcome the problem of globalization it's like good fucking luck brother I'll, I'll let you go and fight that one and see how that goes it's a tough problem it's a tough tough thing to understand but this is what it is and the, this process of globalize, globalization and, and the democratization and homogenization of man as a consequence this is leading to this and as I said I remember the, the liberals would always complain about this back in the day before they sold out as people say now now here's the big idea are you ready prepare sit down put your britches on pull your britches up is that even a saying am I just making shit up at this point this process is going to happen it is almost objective it is a destiny okay this transformation of man is happening now it can go many different ways ways it can go a good way it can go a bad way it can we can all fall and turn into the homogenized mcdonald's last man and that could be the end of the human project and we can all sink into this dystopian horrible dark age and it'll be a thousand years before we see the resurrection of even the beginning of an upwards trend it'll be like rome falling and it's taken a thousand years for people to even recover the conception of scientific thinking and ascending towards the skies these, this, this is possible. This is genuinely out there in front of us as of the way things could go. And all our elaborate plans will mean nothing. And we will live through this existential crushing and destruction. Perhaps even nukes will start flying. I don't know. Like all sorts of crazy things could happen. All the, the shifting and globalizations will destroy the old idiosyncrasies of what people once were. And knowledge will get pulled down into the last man consciousness. There'll be this like revolution of the last men. And uh, it'll just be the end. You know, it'll be the end. It'll be the resentful masses destroying something beautiful again and that will be the end of that now of course it can also go in another direction Nietzsche used to always talk about this idea of the good European or the good Westerners the way that we could understand it so this idea of people who overcome the the individual culture is very difficult for people to understand because often a lot of people who be getting into Nietzsche now be you know the reactionary right-wing nationalists and all this stuff and they're like oh Nietzsche Nietzsche's quote-unquote based all this type of stuff but Nietzsche was a uh, you know he would have been a bit of a I a, 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 a sort of loved the idea of loved he embraced this idea that this is going to happen and we are going to form into a more united consciousness the way you could think about this is that in the past Europe was united by Christendom we we're all Christian the church acted as this operating system this brain that sat all over the west and gave us a united conception of ourselves which was the the sort of fertile ground where many of our, our values came out of where many of our understandings of ourselves came out of all of our thinking all of our success was influenced by by this united consciousness we were all christian despite the fact that if we were french or german or irish or swedish or whatever we were all christian even american and later stages even though there was like protestants around at that point now this process seems like it's in some sense happening again we are homogenizing 
as as nations becoming nomadic and shifting and changing dramatically. It's not like the old Christian church. It's not really going to work that way. Instead, something new is coming. We're united in a different way. And think about this. This is actually happening. There is a sort of united consciousness appearing. Like you go to Germany, you go to Sweden, you go to uh, the Balkans, you go to Russia, you go to um, Spain, you go to Portugal, you go to America, you go to Canada people are throwing you memes the whole time and they're all talking about, you know, they're talking about all the, the kind of stuff that's going on in the world right now and there's this united consciousness discussing, you know, what, what does it mean to be based? What does it mean to be reactionary? You could describe what's going on there. You go to Brazil, I'm even like talking to people from that neck of the woods and they're saying the same type of stuff. Argentina, it's actually quite a large shared consciousness where people are all united together and developing this this united culture they're all going into fight gyms they're all going into they, they all weight lift they all listen to you know characters like me while they're out lifting putting themselves in a more beautiful state they're reading about the past they're coming to understand their history more they're coming they're looking they're sharing all these wojack memes the chad memes all this type of stuff trad west is out there doing all this type of stuff some of them are traditionalists some of them are turned into christians some of them are turned like are, are ardent nietzscheans and all this type of stuff like some of them are just some political guys that are blanging on about this stuff there's loads of there's a group of people who are like Promethean vitalist artists who are trying to think how do we make better architecture how do we make better art how do we counter the artistic movement and there's and there's an awful lot of these people form, formulating this unified consciousness because of the internet this is this is sort of like a, a, a reactionary subculture it's almost like the the hip hop of western man or something like this that's, that's sort of forming but I think my point there is that even the people who you might associate as like right-wingers or nationalists or something like this, um, that stuff's silly. It's very political. You want to push that out of the way and forget about that. But even the, the people that you would throw that category on, they're globalized. They're globalists. You know, they're, they're part of that as well. They're, they have a shared consciousness. I can go to Ukraine and I can talk to people in Ukraine and they will share a Wojak meme. They'll share a, they'll share a Giga Chad, you know. Giga Chad is Slavic, actually, I think. You go to Portugal, you like you show someone a giga chat it's like a it's like you're in a cult you know it's like the the, the vela the wave or something like this it's like project mayhem you show someone a giga chat and they're like yeah you get it man wear a giga chat on your chest and it's like you're part of the fucking illuminati or some shit like that's what's going on and that's that's there that's present that present united consciousness is there now it's also inverted like you go to france you go to germany you go to america you go to canada you go to ireland you're not going to find as much idiosyncratic culture and instead you're going to see like an awful lot of people who you might describe as the the, the, the mainstream liberals nowadays. The weird people who are sort of like, the last man is the best way perhaps to describe them because liberal again is, a, is just a category that's politicized that just really breaks down in practice because these are more cultural things. But this would be the hesitant, you know, video game addicted, moral crusader who's always into activism, who just gets on board with whatever, whatever the current thing is. But you would see that all across the world like you see it all across the west these people are sort of affirmative of um all sorts of crazy things that just seem again like anti-life like a pure demoralized anti-life type of stuff and these two forces are there and they are unified in global consciousness because again of the internet and so all across the west they sort of think this way and this goes beyond the west it goes all into the rest of the world but it's very very present in the west it's very interesting in the west walking around among the great nations and seeing this unified consciousness it's like the internet has created for us that space that meta space that astral space where you can see something like christendom forming forming like the same 
ideological space or the same intellectual space where the the collective mind can begin to interact with ideas and, and force them out and people are getting influenced by the, these ideas that are coming out and identities are forming and they're clashing there's like worldview warfare taking place up in this space and there's a there's a question is that what what's we're getting pushed by these super trends towards this this way of thinking towards this operation system we're getting pushed towards getting into this collective thinking together and these forces are fighting against each other they're 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 at war together and the thing is is that there is sort of consequences to this because if the the last men and their ideals succeed man will go downwards in his potential it will be a failure it will be a disaster it will be a cultural um, abyss it will be a dark age and that is absolutely true this stuff is sort of objective but these trends are pushing us towards that whereas what what would be the opposite what would be the answer to that what would be the positive assertive juicy ubermensch perspective that we could take on this like this is where i think i i never see people talk about this it's it's there's an awful lot of naivety people are very reactionary they don't like the last men culture that is getting pushed out they feel that there are people pushing that culture as well and that is absolutely true um, but there's it's like what is the answer to this what is the alternative perspective what is the what is the ubermensch perspective what is the culture that we set up that would lead to in a couple of generations supermen showing up who take advantage of all the incredible powers and possibilities that we have in modern society that we create the Icelandic gigachads um, who can actually read you know that we can set up the Vikings who actually you know sit down and cook themselves to the Irish and read the squiggles on the page instead of sacrificing people to Odin that's what could, could happen the seven foot Thors that could show up this this is a possibility this is genuinely there but in order for that to to work man has to man has to like we have to see ourselves that way the west has to start to begin to believe in that the west has to start to choose life choose health choose um, ascendancy choose a future choose choose destiny for itself and this is not going to be some specific little political blather this is beyond this stuff this is like the size of a religion it's it's that big of a deal and i know this is fucking big talk and all this type of stuff but it's something fascinating to think about like that's the destiny we're getting shoved towards we're getting pushed all together we're getting blended and out of that's going to form a new consciousness Consciousness, which will lead to a new belief in the future, a new understanding of good and bad and where we sit in the world. And that's, you have to say, this is, this is Nietzsche's idea, you know, that has to be pro-life, that has to be vitality, that has to have, that has to have an ascendant perspective towards the future. Because if the last man seizes that consciousness, it's going to go down. It's going to be anti-life. It's going to be this weird, psychotic, demoralized um, I hate myself, I hate what I am, I hate the past, I hate life, I want to become a vegan who castrates myself, I want to sacrifice everything that I have and give it away to the world, I want to embrace the resentment of, of the, the myself and the others, I want to be un, un, undeveloped, I want to be um, low, low resolution, I want to be pathetic, I want to be irresponsible, I want to sit and play video games and watch Netflix and eat McDonald's, I don't want to, I don't want to master myself, I don't want to go to things like the gyms, I don't want to part participate in that stuff, I don't mind being overweight, I don't mind contributing towards the disgustingness in the world, I want to castrate all the, the great potentials and the great culture that I've had and destroy that, get rid of that type of stuff. I, I am, I am the down going of man, I'm the falling of man, where Dionysus is turning me into a little worm, a little grug, a little, uh, a little grub, a little bug man of some sort. This is also a potential as well, and that could take over. Like in communist Russia, that succeeded. Nietzsche said the 
the, the black pill about life is that the, the weak often succeed. The last man can succeed. The slave morality wins many times because the weak are simply the majority. There is many more of them than there are of the people who are trying to fight because nature is like this. There's 20% of people who are exceptional and there's 80% of people who are weighed down and the relationship between those two are, are incredibly important. Equality is a difficult thing to deal with. But this is something to think about is that there's this danger in the last man for the possibilities of the future. It's a death cult, a nihilistic, downward-going death cult full of all this spite and resentment that will pull everything down. And... What you see inside of these characters as well is that there's this will, this this desire to fight. This is this is where things become quite scary because you see people like me who get caught up with this anarchy, get caught up with these death cults. They get ideologically bought into them, and they they they're sort of naive. They're sort of unaware. They haven't worked them themselves. They haven't woke up to this type of stuff. It was just like me, and they get caught up with this, and then they have all that hate and energy it's like there's this unconscious demon inside of them and they develop this chaotic death drive where they want to pull everything down and destroy everything and pull it down into their madness and their chaos and their pain and their hate there's this like um desire to to go to fight against life to rebel against life for the crime of being this is what is they're they're getting driven towards and this is something that's very very dangerous but what we must understand next is the reality of power. There's something that you notice in Nietzsche discussing the unnaturalness of the de democratic age, the modern age. Because the modern age is trying to go in rebellion against nature. This is one of our big themes. You know, we're trying to change our genders. We're trying to transform all these type of things. And power to people to try to go figure that stuff out. They're trying to overcome nature. There's the sort of transhuman spirit of science. They're like, all right, we're going to we're gonna transform everything. We're going to transform ourselves in these absolute ways. We're going to re-identify ourselves. All this type of stuff. We're going to escape nature. This is sort of the spirit of civilization. But of course, there's a problem with that. You know, there's nuance to everything. Because when you're trying to run away from nature, you're running away from natural law. And natural law is like a gravity. You know, God built this flat earth. <laughs> God built this this uh, this disc. God built Tataria, whatever it was. And he put down the, the premises. He put down the natural law that holds it all together. And he said, this is almost like the rules of the game. And one of those rules is the existence of hierarchy. Nature always organizes in the Pareto distribution. The strong lion kills all the other male lions and becomes the guy who gets the breed with all the other lions. There's hierarchy in all sorts of things. And of course, humanity reflects this. When you look throughout all human civilizations, you see this hierarchy manifest again and again and again. Because over time, as things play out, eventually winners will ascend and they will establish power systems and enforce their power systems. You have the Brahmins and the warriors conquering India and being the ascendant in the hierarchy. Then you have the untouchables beneath. You have the Sudras underneath them. In Europe, you had the aristocracy, the royals. And then you had, for example, the peasants underneath them. Now, in our age, it was the revolution against all those hierarchies, the transformation of those hierarchies into dust and the liberation of man under the national premises of liberty, fraternity and equality. What a fascinating idea. Now, this process exploded open a period where we were trying to equalize everything. But of course, in the long run, these hierarchies are going to reform once again. These things are going to come back. And there will be the restructuring of power. There will be the return of ascendancy. You pull out the church and what do you have coming into place? 
whoever runs the media, whatever's going on in that situation. The the media conglomerates owned by, I think it's like four or five companies. Everybody's heard this stuff before. And so they centralize an awful lot of the consciousness that they propagate through the media. It's acting the same way that the church did. And of course, you have all these naive, dumb people who don't realize this. They don't think this stuff true because, of course, the the way this power presents itself is an awful lot more subtle, an awful lot more intelligent, an awful lot more modern. And that means that the, the average pleb is just can't really understand this. But the average pleb back in the, you know, all the lads being like, let's go back to Christianity. It's like Christianity had the same problem. Uh, if the priests decided to be, become a bit nihilistic and anti-life, they'd be sitting around and they'd be say, saying, you know, they could propagate whatever they want via the churches. And then the average pleb would just wouldn't really realize. They'd be like, well, you know, the, the priest is telling me he's hardly lying he's the representative of god and then there'd be the people like me be like he might people lie you dumb fuck you stupid bitch what are you doing they're all incels like why why you 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 make fun of people who don't have sex but then you listen to like what what are you doing what's wrong bang what are you doing you stupid fuck jesus <laughs> um this is what you see, is that these infrastructures are put into place. This stuff exists this way. This is the way that the, these things are built. This is the way that the world works. We're always returning to these infrastructures. And this infrastructure has manifested itself once again. And, you know, maybe in the place of the kings, you could say that whoever's owning the financial um, inst instruments and whoever's running all this debt and this usury, whoever's in control of these projects. Or maybe you could even look at organizations like, I'm not sure if YouTube allows you to talk about this type of stuff, but, you know, these global organizations that penetrate cabinets around the world and stuff like this. These, why are these manifesting? What is going on with these? Well, I guess this is the return of power in a more subtle way. It's power that's not going up and being like, hello, I'm the powerful, I'm the king, putting on a big crown and dressing up all fancy and being like, I'm better than you, I'm stronger than you, because they can't really do that anymore, because that's not how things work in our age. Our age is about, you know, buying into the lies. So instead they present themselves in a beautiful way. They put on a nice mask. They show up and they're like, we're for economics, we're for climate change. Wherefore, all these great values, wherefore, all these beautiful ideas, these beautiful, they walk up and they put on the mask of beautiful ideas. And that's very smart, smart and very intelligent. And they show up and they present this. And then the dumb pleb, the dumb last man, they're sucking his tongue like, oh, look, the good people. Oh, the good people. Nice. The people who are, who are representing me. All right, good. Excellent. Well, I'll just listen to them. Whatever they tell me. Oh, saturated fat is bad. S steric acid. In, in butter and saturated fat, the steric acid and saturated fat has been studied to make me shredded, to get rid of my visceral fat, whereas the linoleic acid present in, the, the omega-6 linoleic acid present in all seed oils, that's going to make me fat. I'm going to ignore this. Instead, I'm just going to listen to what these people are telling me. Oh, very good. All right, nice. All right, well, I'll just stop eating saturated fat then. I'll just start pouring corn flour and sunflower oil. I'll pour canola oil on top of my salads from now on. I'll cook all my burgers in canola oil. I'll become McDonald's man cooking in canola oil. Oh, McDonald's used to cook their food in tallow, tallow full of steric saturated fat. You mean that 40 years ago, the American dream was true and I could have eaten McDonald's and become jacked and fucking handsome? Are you serious? Is that how the world used to work? They used to cook in beef tallow and it turns out that I was actually able to eat fast food back then because it was cooked properly it was cooked in the correct foods but instead these economic smart guys these big you know health copers these these men of science, they will tell me instead that what I've got to do is eat this crap, fill my body full of this junk. This is how the pleb goes along with it. The pleb is not aware. The last man, the 
the bug man, the pod man doesn't think in this type of dynamic way. And so, of course, the trick, if you want power in this age, is that you must hide your face. You must lie. You must come and you know, sit in these conference rooms and talk about manipulation of the mass mind and exploit the people and exploit the people's stupidity. Like Edward Bernays, sit down and sit down and promulgate and postulate how are we going to influence the feminists and, and get them to start buying cigarettes and stuff like that. Like, this is the way that this type of stuff works. And this modern style, this way that the modern world works is annoying. It's sinister it's it feels very dishonest it feels very afraid of being straight up you know it's like someone who's lying to you it's like the the guy who's lying to you and not telling you that he actually wants to just openly fight you and all that it's not honorable in any way definitely isn't that whereas the old aristocrats at least they were honorable honorable noble noble chivalrous knights you know they went out and they said well we're here because we defeated everybody else in in the early history after the fall of rome we were fighting each other and we the reason why we're in this position is because we won our status we won these castles. We fought for this position. And there's something prestigious about that. There's something where the peasant of the past would accept that. Absolutely. And they would be like, you know, something deep in them would realize that these people are in that position because they were the masters of war, because they were the brave, because they were the courageous. This is the ascendancy of master morality. This is the ascendancy of those. It wasn't, you know, they, they come up with all these rationalizations like the divine right of kings and all these type of things. But of course, what's actually present in there is the fact that when Rome fell and there was a chaos, there's this moment of everything falling apart and then all these forces, the gods all coming in and grabbing for power. These people got their power and they asserted themselves as the super the supermen who control everything and they established the European aristocracy and they fought their way into the top and at that point if you were in a castle if you were a member of the royal houses if you were a knight if you were someone who went that path and succeeded and did not die in battle there's sort of this acknowledgement that you were brave enough to go for it and so people submitted to that so people sort of gave these knights their their due they gave them honor they gave them respect you know this is it it's that very foundational idea of respect respect of reverence this is a, a a warrior king you know and you you understand that and you're not going to speak out against him because if you piss him off he might fucking hurt you these type of things now that's all gone so instead this is nowadays the return of this stuff is is subtle is is deceitful it's happening in the shadows it's a marketer it's a pr agent like edward bernays the powerful men are the the capitalists who are playing with currencies who are extracting all this wealth and and um figuring out marketing projects and all these type of things how to set up some type of capitalist plan so that they you know understanding how to shove a product down your throat in order to get into that position of power this type of thing so what Nietzsche says that is so important to stress is that the democratization of Europe will tend to the production of a type of person prepared for slavery in the most subtle sense of the term. The strong man will necessarily, in individual and exceptional cases, become stronger and richer than he has perhaps ever been before, owing to the unbiasedness of his schooling, the owing, owing to the immense variety of practice, art and disguise. I mean to say that the democratization of Europe is at the same time an involuntary arrangement for the rearing of tyrants, taking the word in all its meanings, even in its most spiritual sense. Think about that. It's such a nuts idea, especially because the dude called it as always, a hundred years, well, right, maybe this is more like 20, 30 years before it happened, but he called it early. Because what you, what, you know, Bernays, this disguised manipulator from, from the shadows, he figured that out, but he came after Nietzsche. 
the, the modern phenomenon where we see like the, the, the TV addicted last man getting manipulated by the people on the screen, not, not critically thinking about like, well, maybe the screen is not telling me the truth. The health copers, you know, the, the manipulative um, people who come up with the food pyramid, like this type of stuff. Where is this coming from? Who is saying this type of stuff? Like what's going on? And people can't think about that type of stuff. And so if you can get yourself into that position of being the authority and instantiating the information and getting that, gaining that, um, that trust from the people, you can sort of manipulate them and control them and through this 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 position of the skies and and this type of power is much more absolute than anything that was existing maybe 200 years ago this is pretty much as powerful as the church is the church was this is the sort of total possession of mankind the total possession of man's mind i should say and this ability to just completely dominate the information processing dominate the stories and then dominate the way the people think now again this has a very serious issue because this is a neutral force the the trend in the west is towards this this is happening this is a part of this globalization process this is a part of this equalizing process this democratization process and of course out of that is going to form this special groups of people who will be able to exploit on this there's going to be that archetypal slot where it's like well who decides who distributes the information that's what it's going to come down to who decides who promulgates our cultural ideals cultural perspectives who decides what we're going to set this stuff forward from and this question becomes superordinate this is a big big question because with the last man you're like well what is the what are the normal people going to be like and then it goes even further it's like well what are the priests going to be like the neo-priests are they going to be Nietzsche's philosophers of the future chat or are they going to be the dark priests are they going to be the resentful priests are they going to be characters like me who are full of hate or worse they're nihilists they're the spiritual nihilists that we see so present in the world right now and they are people who hate themselves they hate the past they have like ignorant and closed-minded narrow-minded ideas they've been drinking seed oils taking following their own bullshit their whole whole lives they have no conception of grandeur they're maybe out for short-term profit exploitative in that way they are gaining immense, immense power because of this because whoever gets this slot is going to gain incredible power this will be power like you've never seen before because the kings of old you know they might have been a thousand times more wealthy than the peasant you know they might have been like supermen in that regard had all the the powerful armor and all this type of stuff but the dude like what is the billionaire now what is jeff bezos now he's a billion times more wealthy than the average pleb like he's just it's just tiny it's magnitudes of power that you can't believe magnitudes of inequality that are just not there that just were not present in the past and so whoever gains that slot and ascertains this incredible creative and productive power this incredible position to do these great things but again it's 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 you know it's going there's going to be an option for two types of people to get this and if if the life deniers the nihilistic resentful maybe even their satanically possessed life deniers like those people who would have that spirit inside of me gain into that position they they could become incredible forces for danger and this is sort of what's happened you know this is what you see going on is that there's people who are full of hate they might even be full of resentment themselves they there's probably a lot of them they're ideologically possessed by life denial they hate life they want you to turn you into a vegan like you know you, you hear people talk about this this is a conspiracy are they trying to turn us on to vegans and cuckold us or something like that maybe there's also probably a large contingent that are just buying into their own dummy dumb bullshit you know this type of stuff they're they're buying into this stuff and they're saying to themselves all right well you know you know i hate you know i hate i need to do some type of crusade might as well transform the world into a vegan may, may as well transform the world world 
instilled into not eating healthy for themselves transform everything about like pull down culture transform culture into postmodern culture you see this life denial ever present and this is what you see inside of it is that these people gain control and it becomes very very callous very shallow very short term it becomes very ugly it becomes very um, downward going it becomes very decadent and depressant depressing and this is a horrible feeling because people embrace with that and they're like oh this is not nice this makes me feel depressed it makes me feel bad and they take the average normie and they transform them and they, they exploit them they rinse them for their power they're short term in their thinking they're not about developing these people and bringing out the best of them hoping that out of them will or loads of creators and artists who could actually generate a powerful culture. They're not like the priests in the Renaissance who were incubating the talents and the, the artistic creativity of the, the like Michelangelo and Leonardo. No, instead, these people are just rinsing these people, exploiting them, poisoning them, doing all these terrible things because they're ideologically possessed, narrow-minded and decrepit. They are ruining the potential of man. They are this, this conspiracy of the, the evil. And Nietzsche talked about this as well. He would always say that you have to be wary of the priests because when a priest gets into power and they have a callousness inside their souls they are full of of hate or they are full of spite or they themselves struggle with the the pain of life they do something very weird but which makes perfect sense in order for them to guarantee their power, in order for them to secure that, what they need to do is to make the population weak. Because if the population is in pain and weak, they can be manipulated to believe that the priest is their salvation. Now, the priest is never going to actually give them salvation because that would lose his power. That would make him healthy and then they don't need the priest anymore because the priest is the authority as long as the pleb is sick. As long as the pe pleb is in pain, the pleb screams out in despair. The last man is like, why do I suffer? Why do I suffer? Because when you suffer, you ask for reasons why when you're healthy you tend to just live you tend to be instinctive you don't need that type of stuff you also tend to be more creative your metabolism whirring but instead when you're sick when you're decrepit hunched over uh, scratching your your face off covered in ulcers and warts and whatnot when you're like that what happens is you appeal to the the, the 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 savior you appeal to the priest so the priest positions himself with this type of authority and they saw this in the path past with christianity oh i have a psychiatric illness no they're not going to talk to you about diet they're going to talk to you about oh well you haven't forgiven the lord or something like that they're going to make it some abstraction you haven't read the bible enough you haven't submitted to me and said enough hail mary's oh i've got some type of physiological disease and it's like well we're not going to talk about that it's you haven't read enough book cope all this type of stuff and the priest would be able to manipulate their power that way and exploit you and and, and control you this way and they never never heal you because they can't do that and the same manifestation happens in our time the same problem happens and it arises in exactly the same way you see now with the pharmaceutical problem someone is sick and you give them drugs you give them painkillers but not to heal them to make the pain go away but if they come off the painkillers the pain comes back and therefore you become dependent upon these high priests these authorities these doctors these physiologists you know these are the, the dark versions of, of these modern, modern manifestations and this has given them incredible power. They make incredible wealth off you. This is their tithe. This is the way that they fleece you like a dumb little sheep that you are. They gain incredible power. They take all this stuff in and they remain, this, they keep the last man in a position of decadence and sickness. And they have no interest in incubation and development and, and raising the potential of the last man. Instead, they just want to keep them sick. They want to stop feeding them expensive foods that might fuck up this beautiful world that they own. And they want to, you know, shove them full of seed oils and uh, efficient foods 
that they can again fleece them with and run industrial projects off because it's very hard to you know patent uh, red meat and stuff like this and so this is what you see happening is that these 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 people full of this negative dark energy full of this anti-life energy these spiritual nihilists in this type of hate they have the the chance now to seize power that we've never seen before and what they will do with this will be horrific they will destroy man they will castrate their potential it will be this conspiracy of madness between a mob and the evil priest to take control of this but of course there's also the potential for people who are more positive people who believe in life people who believe in health people who actually want to lead people towards health people who want to give the last man who is lost right now who doesn't really know what's going on confused as they always are who struggles who struggles maybe with their own pettiness who's trying to overcome themselves but it's also full of artists full of creators full of inventors full of scientists you know many of these type of characters will come out of this the 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 western man has a huge amount of potential that needs to be incubated out of the normies and what you need is you need to give these because all these people can't become these advanced philosophers that figure all this stuff out because people shouldn't have to spend their time thinking about this stuff like it's 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 if you're sitting around thinking about politics and all this and trying to figure out what's the right diet to eat and all that type of stuff that's maybe our struggle at this moment but that's not something that's in any way conductive towards culture culture has to come from people who you know you solve those problems it's sort of understood you this is how you eat this is all these type of things it's not something that's so overly nuanced and they have to dedicate their whole lives to figuring out what direction to go so that they can focus on building cathedrals building great architecture go dive deep into these type of things building great great art creating great possibilities for the future going on get great projects and this is a great challenge is that when you get people caught up with these diseased perspectives that potential gets pulled away and people fall down and get, get lost in the pettiness of life they get lost in this type of stuff and you see people in the pain that they're in now working like pointless jobs running like financial crap that is related to all the usury and debt which is just basically an inflated system of exploitation tethered to you know pharmaceutical exploitation and seed oil factories and stuff like this soybean farms and all this type of stuff and it forms this just mess of stuff that's going on where these people and then you have all like the creatives and the artists they can't really pull themselves out of this stuff they're seeking for something beyond that but they can't find it and of course that position of promulgating this information putting out the right vibes putting out the right ideas this is the position of the philosopher of the future this is what Nietzsche was talking about is that you need people to be able to stand up in that position and start to put out the good vibes put out health put out things that are ascendant put out things that are pointing towards a future put people who stand up and seize this opportunity to establish a way of thinking that overcomes European nihilism. Nietzsche was saying, you have in the West this moment where God's going to die and there'll be this rise of this great, depressed, shitty nihilism that's going to be the worst. And what will rise out of that is all these characters. You'll have the evil, psychotic priests who will exploit them. You'll have the mob who will become the last men normies. And then what will have to happen or what will hopefully happen because it could not, it could fail is that people will be able to overcome this there will be enough spirit within us that there will be the ascenders the upgoers as Zarathustra says I love those who are downgoing with the intention of upgoing there will be those who are able to 
go into this and embrace the reality as it is. See the situation around them. Not try to run back to the past, not delude themselves with utopias in the future, but instead look at the situation that, as it is and understand what it means to be anti-life and understand what it, how wise and deep and profound life is and try to fight in order to give life a space to flourish again. And this m might be something that actually, actually will give the West a, a future, will give the West a way to ascend out of this madness, give the West a way to go back towards health, see great culture show up again, see the possibility of people turning out beautiful, healthy and strong instead of showing up with their receded jawlines and their weird fucking noses because they've been fed seed oils their whole lives. Instead, people who are full of vitamin K2 for eating enough uh, grass-fed saturated fat butter with hysteric acid so they're shredded with massive jaws. Wouldn't you like to see a people like that? Imagine if you went on Tinder in the future, futuristic philosopher Ubermensch Tinder, and everybody was Chad, you know, even the women who looked like Chads. It was amazing. You were like, wow, where, where do I live? This is absolutely phenomenal. Now, do you understand? Do you understand how positive our situation is? This is like these, this power of globalization. Yes, it is sheared apart all of our, our, our past. It has taken from us tradition. It has taken from us all this type of stuff. Our ascendant towards industrial society has, has destroyed us in many ways, has made us unhealthy, has made us, you know, chin cells, like it has done terrible things to us. It has opened up this this potential to be exploited by vultures, by these these hyenas that rip on the carcass of the, the old west. God has died and we've lost our identity. We're all becoming nomads crusading across the earth. We're not manifesting individual culture anymore. The, the We've got obsessed with things like usury and capital. We've got obsessed with all these type of things. We've forgotten who we are. Western man has lost his soul. Yes, it is all true. This is all true. But the opportunity is phenomenal. Just like when Rome fell, it was the, the chance for new beginnings. Just like when Rome fell, there was this, this brief period of time where they began to build this infrastructure to create this unified consciousness, this super consciousness, this way that all of the people on Europe could now see themselves as something new. No longer these individual bickering tribes, but they became the Christians. They became people who, who were all united under Christendom. And that allowed them to work together to some degree. It allowed them to create things like the infrastructure of the universities, which was the foundation towards something that came thousands of years later, but was science. Now we're in the sort of same situation where we're, we're becoming homogenized. This is turning, this has the potential to turn us into McDonald's men. It has the potential to empower Edward Bernays and these, these decrepit vultures to exploit us. That is absolutely true. But it also has the potential to go in a different way. The, the awakening, the woke movement on people on things like health is beyond belief. We're becoming scientifically informed about how to improve human beauty, human intelligence, by just simply eating better. We've got the abundance to supply all these type of things. This is good. This is super powerful. Problem is, we don't have the we, the voices of the people who are promoting this, who are promoting life, are just not in that position of power. It's intellectually sophisticated and also realistic towards changing people's lives in a direct way, but we just can't get this information out there. But it's spreading. This consciousness. People are going onto places like the internet and they're seeking this stuff. And of course, there's the weird weirdos who are sort of like, I don't want people to start figuring things out for themselves. The health freaks, all this type of stuff. The last man conspiracy of the decrepit last man, the sickly and these people, they're acting and doing things like censorship and all that. Of course they're going to do this. They're, they're this dying, frailing animal that is like about to see its existence um, vanished and they're getting defeated. They're getting defeated because people want health and people want life. And so they're frailing around and doing extreme things in order to, to stop this. But this is just stimulating more and more of a, a reaction to them. They're burning through their political capital and instead you see people rising to this position where this new new 
true consciousness believes in much, much different perspectives. It's an awful lot more pro-life. It's an awful lot more of a belief in life. And people really, really are converted over to this. People are really moving towards this. People are really starting to see something new. And this is powerful because you get those philosophers in, in, of the future in place and they start to promulgate positive culture. They start to ask questions about, all right, well, how do we start to stimulate people to become more healthy gradually over a period of time going in a more ascendant direction? How do we take care of the earth? How do we take care of the earth to make sure that the earth is fertile and, and producing value for us all the time instead of castrating it and saying saying that we're taking care of the earth, but actually, you know, reorganizing and turning into these endless fields of soy farms instead of actually transforming it and learning how to make it fertile with, you know, herds of cattle and stuff like this so that they poop all over the place and make it more vital and powerful. The power of poop. That might be the ideology. Bill Gates out there drinking poop. You know, did you see that? He drinks poop water. We're out there using poop. We're using poop to make us more juicy, more powerful, to become ruminant men, you know, the ultimate form of nutrition. This is what potential that we have. We could then see things like, all right, how did the Renaissance happen? What was going on there? How, how was the vitality of the people that high? How do we start working towards something like that? How do we create specimens out of ourselves? How do we see a higher art start to form? How do we see a new movement? Like the way rock music showed up, like the way hip hop music showed up, like the way classical music showed up. How do we see a new movement like that, that is ascendant, that it captures that energy of Dionysus, but also the ascendant energy of Apollo? How do we start to push ourselves towards something like this? How do we start believing in the future? How do we start becoming more ascendant and positive? How do we start taking that energy we have towards these weird moral crusades? How do we start taking that and actually directing it towards something that is fighting for life? Because that actually would justify them. Whereas an awful lot of the stuff that we get caught up in is just stupid. It's just, it's anti-life. It's nihilistic. It's obsessed with this moralizing because morality is anti-life instead of going towards something that is actually moral, that is actually worth fighting for, which is something that is life, something that is vital. How do, how, how do we get behind people? people who are trying to go towards space? How do we get behind people who are trying to create stuff that is more beautiful, to lift our architecture into something that was glorious as before? How do we get people to return to the project of science instead of making it all about ideology? How do we gut science and look for all these profit vultures and rip them out and say, these people have fucked science up. They've clearly, science clearly does not work anymore. Science has clearly become corrupt. It has clearly delegitimized itself. This whole peer-reviewed science that we're always banging on about, the experts and all that type of stuff has failed. It has fed you seed oils, it has made you fat, and it has ruined people, giving them cancer, diabetes, and heart disease. That is that is a blunder. You don't get away with blunders like that. That is over. The philosophers of the future are not going to tolerate that. They're going to talk about reorganizing these type of things. They're going to sit down and say, how the fuck do we get this organized properly? How does this have to look in the right way? And we have this chance where all of this stuff is churning, all of this stuff is going crazy, that these questions can be established, and you have the possibility of really setting things up in a powerful and ascendant way it all sits there and us as individuals all that we have to do is to just transform ourselves into juicy beasts and continue to fight ambitiously forward because the competition is really quite pathetic it's a load of depressed nihilists it's a load of people who are following delusion they're all anti-life so they're all killing themselves off anyway and on top of that they might do crazy things like start nuclear wars and all that type of shit yeah that wouldn't be fucking great they might lock you down in your house and all that shit that wouldn't be fucking great but long term they're they're destroying themselves they're destroying life people don't like them people don't buy into that type of stuff they're they're decrepit they're sickly they're not as sharp they're not as savvy they're not working they're sitting there playing video games instead of building things they're sitting there exploiting people rinsing people for profit motives instead of 
understanding how to build things, understanding how to stimulate people. They've got this antagonism towards the normies instead of understanding that the normies need to be incubated and lifted towards their potential. This is what you're up against. These people have nothing on us, you know? They're frail, they're weak, they're pathetic, they're losers, they're dorks. They're just savvy, they're cruel, they're the crooked, cruel priests to hide in the shadows. But once you just pull the curtain behind off the Wizard of Oz, you're like, you're a dork. That's what you, that's what happens. You look at them and you're like, you are a fucking dork. You're not cool. There's nothing about you that's impressive. You're just a fucking weirdo. You're just a dork. You're just exploiting these people. I don't like this shit. You're not going towards anything amazing. You're just a loser. That's all that's going on. This is it. It's a conspiracy of losers. That's what you must wake up to. And and all you need to do is quite simple. You need to become more handsome. You need to become more juicy. You need to become more jacked. You need to become more creative. You need to keep building things. You need to keep making things. You need to keep putting things out there. You need to keep fighting for the future. Grab your ambition and cultivate it. Let it turn into a chthonic fire inside of yourself. Become a psychotic pagan. Allow yourself to reach towards the future. Believe in building stuff. Build yourself wealth, businesses, create things. Work with people. Generate more health. Generate more wealth. Generate more art. Generate more creativity. Build better relationships. Build better families. Do all this type of stuff. Build better friends. Interact with people. Globalize. Interact with people. Get in contact with all these other people. Nationalize. Go down and talk to all the people in the in the networks. Make it all interact and work together. Project yourself upon the world. Go forth and multiply. Just jizz yourself out into reality and start to live. Start to put life forward. Because this is what you're fighting for. You're fighting for life. These people are fighting for death. These people hate life. Life is struggle and pain to them. They are pathetic. They are weak. And they make people feel pathetic and weak. You can overcome that. You are on the great spiritual crusade to defeat this. This is the myth of your time. This is what you're trying to do. And the boons are incredible. You can get lifted up into that same position that you saw the knights and the warriors and the priests of the old. You can do something incredibly beneficial. You can lead people towards a future. You can lead people towards health, lead people towards truth, and most importantly, lead people towards high culture that justifies the struggles of life. This is what Greek tragedy was all about. Why don't we have that anymore? Why are we watching Marvel movies? Why is entertainment turned into a distraction? Why is it not like something that is spiritually meaningful like it was before? Because the artists are demoralized. The artists are, you know, these crooked priests are trying to get them to do political propaganda instead of something that is spiritually profound, spiritually relevant, instead of something that's exploring the tension and confusion of life. And you can be a part of that. You just got to keep fighting. You just got to keep going forward. You've got to manifest potential out of yourself in every possible way. Become better, become stronger, become more handsome, become more intelligent, more savvy, more skilled, more wealthy. Do all this type of stuff. Become the fucking Superman that you want to see in the future. Start meeting up and getting in contact with these other Superman. We are forming this collective conscious among ourselves. We see ourselves as this type of form and entity and this stuff is spreading. It is more potent than anything I've ever seen in my life. It is so much potential what's going on. I'm meeting people now randomly in the gym and stuff like that and they're saying I recognize you from TikTok talk. I ask them about themselves. They tell me about what's going on and they've got all, they're listening to all the same stuff I've been listening to for the years. They see things in an awful lot more visceral and clear way. I talk to these other people, these other normies that are getting exploited and they're deluded. They're slow. Their metabolism shut down. They've got haze and inflammation in their eyes. They're, they're being rinsed. They don't know that they're being rinsed. They've got all these rationalizations and all these moral crusades in their heads that are distracting them and I feel bad for them. They're in pain. They're struggling and they, they, are, they have a good spirit where they, they 
want to do something that is right. They just don't understand that people are malicious and people are lying to them. And an awful lot of people are waking up to that. An awful lot of people are seeing that stuff and saying, fuck that. They, they realize that they got scammed. They realize that they got exploited and they're looking for an alternative. And an awful lot of people are lost in this search for an alternative. They're saying, well, where do we go? Do we go back to the past? Do, what do we do? Like, I'm, I'm confused. Where do we go? What do we do? What do we do? Here's something that you can see. Understanding what it means to create something ascendant. Understanding the, the majesty and massiveness, massiveness of these types of projects. Understanding what it would mean to get individuals of high quality working together towards high goals. This is something that people could believe in because it's like, wow, these guys are out fighting for us. They're on our team. They're out fighting for life and I'm out here fighting for life as well. They believe in the legacy of the West and they want to see it extended for millions of years into the future. They want to see life go forward through us. That's the big deal. Now, there is one thing that I can help you with on that journey, on your hero's journey towards juiciness. You're going to need, at some point, to learn how to write, to speak, to articulate yourself, to tell your story, and to storytell in general. How to communicate with people, and how to get your ideas across. This collective consciousness that is forming up in this information sphere. You need to learn how to project your image out inside of that, your ideals, your visions up inside of that, in order to start building something for yourself that can succeed. It's very important to do that. This is what it means getting on board with the future. You go to college, you go to the education systems, you go to school, and they're going to tether you to the past. They're going to miseducate you, fill your head full of Marxism, fill your head full of information cope, fill your head full of critical theory, and they're going to leave you useless. They're going to turn you into that decrepit, and pathetic, weak-willed man. This is the priest exploiting you, keeping you dumb and stupid and ignorant and close-minded. Now, of course, I was a part of that as well. This is how I ended up being a libtard for all those years. But what I did is I overcame that. I dropped out of that. Something instinctive me, the life force inside of me said, I will not let that happen. So I leaped out of that. I said, no, I dropped out of college. I dropped out of the education system. And I went and I became self-educated. I started to learn things for myself. I was like, what skills can I gain in order to transform myself? Because skills, are where things matter. Skills are everything. Skills is what will make you powerful. Skills will give you the ability to speak, to get people to listen to you. Skills will give you the ability to create the things you see inside of your mind. Skills will allow you to get attention. Skills will allow you to develop capacity. Skills will make you useful to other people so they will hire you to bring you on board with their systems, to bring you on board with their 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 projects, their businesses. You'll make money with skills. You'll get more and better friends with skills. You'll meet better partners and lovers with skills. You'll achieve all these great things with skills. You'll be able to manifest your creative imagination with skills. The difference between your dreams as a child and your actualization of those dreams as an adult is the amount of skills that you learn that can help you manifest that stuff. And that's what I was in pursuit of. That's what I went out and I sought for. I went out and I figured out as many people as possible. I found them who could teach me skills. I ditched my professors and went out for mentors, went out for people who could show me how to speak, how to write, how to do public speaking, how to do sales, how to do all these type of things. Teach me about business, teach me about online social media, teach me out how all that stuff is working, teach me, I went to lawyers, I went to all sorts of crazy people, poets, musicians, all this stuff. And I was like, show me what you got. Show me what you got there, brother. And they would teach me the skills that they have and I would integrate them and learn learn what they are and, and have them change myself and then over time learn how to apply them in my slow sort of self-educating way in order to get myself into a better place. And this is what transformed my life. This is what gave me the ability to become free, to get on board with this whole game, to get on board with this future, to get on on board with what we're moving towards, to get on board with this new movement that seems to be taking place, where people are getting out of the old game and charging forward into the new game and asserting themselves upon the world. The big 
spiel of the future is not going to be a new system or any of this tech cope. You know, technology is amazing and phenomenal. It's amazing what they achieved. It's amazing what they've laid down as the foundation and given us the ability to interact and communicate. But blockchain, you know, blockchain, the metaverse, none of that stuff is going to make a difference. None of that stuff is, is really superordinate. These things are just, you know, they're just discussions about platforms that just don't matter as much as the culture that is present on the internet. That is everything. And that comes down from the ideas that are spread and the quality of the storytellers that are there. And you understand that that's a big deal because they're more focused on censoring people than they are on making crypto and blockchains and all that stuff work. That stuff doesn't work yet. And they don't really, they have smart people at it, but they don't, like, that's not as big as a deal that's not as that's not a significant threat to the consciousness of the current system because they are integrating all these blockchain things and whatnot they're working with them the great challenge the thing that sets us towards a more ascendant future is culture is towards the stories that are being told and what we need is to have the best storytellers in our camp imagine this the most handsome the most jacked the most juicy the most articulate the most wealthy the most successful the most ambitious the better people are on the, on this game are out here putting out their stories and and they create all these weird systems like the metaverse where they want to shove people into it and get them all playing video games and they want them to stop telling stories they want them to get lost up with these mystique and this weird stuff that they're building together they want to get their creators in there to create this matrix that can suck people's minds into they're going to be the failures that's their pl plan that's their hope that's what they hope they can do to man to turn man into a bug that they can install inside of this hive and exploit them with debt-based slavery and um, probably just plug shit right into the back of their head to sort them out you must go the opposite direction you must become creative, become culturally significant, become intelligent, become capable of articulating yourself, learn to lose all, use all these tools, learn how to put the right stories out there and begin to build culture alongside all of us. So if you're interested in doing that, if you want to learn the skills and how to do that, if you want to learn what I have learned and me to install those that information inside of your head, if you want help in any way, there is a link down below that will take you over to an application page to set yourself up with a call you'll be able to just go directly over to telegram and actually dm people once you, you'll or you go in you fill out the application you get a you get an email at the end of it it has this way to go chat to people on telegram all this type of stuff so go in there fill all that stuff out have a chat with my boys get all that stuff sorted out and we'll get you in the game we'll talk to you about what all this stuff is about there's a video content down there that's explaining more about it there's free stuff i send you a lot of free videos via the email when you apply that explains to you um various applications of these storytelling skills and practical ways that we can put this this is how we make this type of stuff real because i'm here ranting about the big ideas who gives a fuck you know like the big ideas are important for orientating yourself but eventually you need to start taking action you need to start going in a direction okay and this is what i'm talking about with these type of skills so thank you very much for listening i hope you all stay juicy i hope the majesty of the ubermensch evokes itself awakens inside of you i hope you feel the life force shuttling through your veins pumping through your veins making you feel firm and strong making you feel making you feel powerful making you feel ascendant because that's what we are we are going to be the ones who win